Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's that boy, HH Hops of the Hope. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on all the social media links on the description. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read on the show. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Acast, I don't, it, it, there's just so many places where you can listen to the podcast. So just go ahead and do that follow subscribe whatever the thing is over there you know what to do um we have a patreon page so this week we're probably going to get into the obvious topic which is you know what's going on in ukraine if you feel like giving us three dollars for the month of march you get access to that and the whole back catalog that we've been doing for two years at this point even maybe even longer so there you go half of working people get you before we start half of yeah there you go. Check it out. Very interesting. If you want to know who's in the Brick Academy, who are the legends focus, who are the horsemen, what are horsemen, why are there five and not four, check out the halfhopefootballhut.com. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't join your review. I was gonna, but then I was like, no, because we're going to talk tomorrow. So there's really no point of me taking time from other people who probably want the platform to talk about it. So I was like, we'll just discuss the final here. Chelsea played Liverpool in what was a crazy game. You know, you might look at this. <laughs> What's funny is you would look at the nil-nil and think, ah, it might have been a, a boring game. But then once you look at 11 to 10, oh, that's interesting. But it doesn't really tell the full story of what that League Cup final was. So firstly, we've been on record as saying this is like a Mickey Mouse Cup. It doesn't mean that much. But in the moment, I think people, at least on my timeline, they like the people really cared about how this ended. How did you feel? Did it feel like a Mickey Mouse Cup to you, or did it feel like no, both of these teams desperately want to win this game? I already knew beforehand, and I think even when we did the preview with Dahir and Sofa, we're like, yeah, it's it's the Karabuki Cup. It's it's named after a, a pizza, and I think the guy got done for racism, like the Papa John's dude. So, oh yeah, he did. It's it's like it's not that major of a trophy, but once. You're in a final, and it's now Liverpool-Chelsea. You want to win. So it takes on something extra. I wouldn't look at the way that, that the, the game was played. Both teams wanted to win. Mm. Both 100% wanted to win. And that's probably... That might be the best game of the season. I don't know. That Tottenham-Leicester game, just for the dramatic nature of how Tottenham play. came in back in. in, in terms, are you talking just for pure drama or actual football well, quality? Well, if we're talking pure football quality, that's one thing. But if you're talking just best game, it's, oh, come on, they scored 
two goals, 95th minute, 97th minute. You know, but, no, but, 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 but see, when I say best game, I'm like, I know what you mean. Minutes by one, I, I know what you mean. The very end, how good is it? Rather, oh, wow, this was a very eventful game. It's had a crazy ending, which is like, oh, that's an eventful game. They could end it, but I'm talking Disney Plus. Like, man, I'm talking Disney Plus, bro. Two minutes, 90 was, you know, was balling. Chelsea, I thought, had the best chances. I can't, other than the solid chip that kind of went wide right. Oh, and there was obviously the the goal that got taken off the Fabinho goal because of Van Dijk. Those were the two best chances I thought Liverpool had. Maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong. I thought Chelsea had the better chances in the game. Um, Pulisic had one. Mount had two. Lukaku had kind of one at the very, very end. And then in the extra time period, there was the offside that I'm still trying to wrap my head around how that was offside. But you've, I don't want to say singled out because it's not like he doesn't deserve it, but you've pinpointed Mount as the guy for why this is how it is. What's your kind of reasoning on that one? Is it just like the blatant, errant, missed chances? <laughs> like you can't no, no, look, I mean, look it's, that it's, over? It's, it boils down to that, like two clear court chances. You see, when you know football, or if you played for football, Mount's second chance is way more egregious than Pulisic's chance, Mount's first chance, and the Mendy save on Mane. Because those ones, you don't Ooh, have any I forgot to totally about. about that. The Mane chance, I'm sorry. Yeah, so basically, you didn't have time to even think about that. But for Mount, you actually have time to set yourself and just pick a side. This guy, he's inside the 18 yard box. He's by himself. There's no defender. He needs to just slot it into either side and boom. And you can see by Tuchel's reaction, it's like... <laughs> the way he miss. slapped the... I thought, you, bro, you're going to break your hand, man. Like, chill. <laughs> you, you, can't, you, you can't miss that. You can't miss that. Okay. We went back and forth during the game on this. And this is maybe the only time I felt like clicking the link during your, your hangout. I'm, I'm in the camp that Tuchel... And we've discussed this before. He doesn't know how to get the best from Lukaku. And I've said this point on many occasions. Getting the best from Lukaku, as to your point, requires a particular system to get the best from Lukaku because he is, quote, system merchant, as we understand it on this podcast. Tuchel doesn't know how to operate that system as Conte did at Inter. What Tuchel is doing is he's not playing objectively his best goal scorer. What he's doing is he's playing the best fluid and mobile attack, as you worded it. If I can't get the best from Lukaku and the team is kind of stuck in a sense, or like Lukaku is a bottleneck of kind of a sort because we can't get the best from him, then what I need to do is put all my best footballers, again, in the way that we understand that here, on the pitch at the same time, and hopefully they can interlink and move and create something. So you put Havertz with Pulisic, with Mount. Ideally, you would have wanted, you know, someone like Ziyech, perhaps. Um, I don't know how Callum Hudson-Odoi isn't in this picture, but he's not. Um, so you put all those good footballers together, and hopefully they can work out a scenario where in which one of them scores. But what you lose when you create a more fluid and mobile attack is, if it doesn't include maybe a striker like Aguero might be a good example of this. You lose like a potent finisher to where when these fluid players create something, they're number 10s, they're wingers, they're not strikers. Like Havertz isn't a, not a number nine in that way. He's not in the Lewandowski, Benzema, Suarez mold. He's, he's a number 10. 
you would want him in behind somebody that's like a Lukaku perhaps or coming in off the the right and using his left foot to do something. The chances that Chelsea created, if you play Lukaku, the game doesn't go like that. But that you don't have a, a goal scorer, just somebody who will finish the chance is it's is the problem in and of itself when you, when you but, but, see in that way. You've 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 made a mistake there. Okay. Your mistake is that is your assumption that Chelsea don't create those chances with Lukaku in the team. I know. I uh, no 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 that's that's a given. If if you add Lukaku into the team, you completely change the dynamic of it. The attack isn't now fluid and mobile. You have to operate through Lukaku. I'm saying Chelsea don't know how to do that as yet. And because Tuchel knows that, I'll just remove Lukaku. I'll put in Havertz, Mount, Pulisic, and those three, I don't even really need to coach them. They can just come up with the ideas themselves. But when you do that and they create the idea themselves and they get in the goal-scoring opportunity, the chance now falls to Mount or Pulisic, who aren't as good as finishers as a Lukaku. So ideally, you would want a system where Lukaku is finishing chances. Maybe not those specific ones, but something that the team can fashion around him. No, no, but, but, but the issue is that I'm Tuchel. I have a system and a way of playing that led my team to a Champions League win. So this is probably one of Chelsea's best performances all season. Hmm. So my thing is that for Tuchel is I'm not Conte. I'm just, you can't be someone else. <laughs> you can't move yourself to someone else. Every manager is a personality, is a human being with a character, with a way that they view the sports. And the philosophy of how they view the sport and how they want football to be played. Mm-hmm. So for Tuchel, he can't sort of like sort of metamorphosize into Conte. So he's like, look, if you can't operate the way I want this team to operate, then it's like, eh, I'm sorry, you're not in the team. So I'm not going to change and completely alter my team around you. So yeah. either you walk with the way that we are operating with this players or operating or not. And the reality is that the way that like, Lukaku has been so bad and so ineffective. He, there's no argument for you to change the system to suit him. And also, yeah, you're good, but you're not Lewandowski. You're not Benzema. <laughs> you know, where if it's Lewandowski or Benzema, I'm changing the team to suit you because you're Lewandowski and Benzema. You, but Lukaku, you're not. You're nowhere near the caliber of those strikers. So, if you can't fit and adapt your game to what we have, then I'm sorry. You know, there's nothing I can do. Is it worth it to play well but not score? So you say this is one of Chelsea's best performances this season. I might agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it ended up nil-nil because the people that the chances fell to couldn't put the ball in the net. Nine, nine times out of ten, Mount scores that. That's, but he didn't. If, no, 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 no. But, but I'm saying that if that game was played again, he would have hit us. Basically, if you... If let's say you played that same game four times and that same thing happened, oh, Daniel, you're, you're right. But I can bet that if that game was played, played with the game, just by how football works, Chelsea don't miss those three chances. <laughs> it is a key anomaly for a team mm-hmm. to miss three clear caught chances. Like the second one that Mans has, Mans can have a chance nine times out of ten, he'll 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 he'll, he'll, he'll score. <laughs> you know, so there isn't an argument to say, man, if look at no. The whole thing is that, bro, man, you should have scored that because that is a great, a, a great chance, and he yeah. knows it. He knows, of that, course, oh, of course. Give me that thing, nineteen out of ten, I'll score. But just on, you just chose on this day to not be able to score. I can okay. Lukaku had two chances in that game: one at the very, very end of the ninety minutes, and then the one that was offside, allegedly. <laughs> 
no other player in Chelsea squad, I think, can do that. But I don't know how he was offside. Maybe him pointing to Chalabu, like Chalabu could have played the ball earlier. Are you making a case for Lukaku to be in this team? I'm saying if Chelsea could get the best of Lukaku, that he should be in the team. My point here overall is Tuchel needs to create the system to get the best from his best goal scorer. I've said that from the start, that he's not a manager. He's a head coach. Your job is somebody buys you the ingredients. You make the best meal possible. It's like if somebody bought Tuchel steak and he's like, I don't know how to cook steak. So then he just cooks, I don't know, macaroni and cheese or something. And he just leaves the steak in the fridge. It's like, bro, come up with a system to get the best from Lukaku. Because when Lukaku gets in those dangerous positions, we saw what he did with the finish that he had. He slaughtered no, 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 it. But, but, but see, that's, that's okay. Whether you're a coach, okay, let's say he's the coach or, or so forth. Chemistry is chemistry. Mm-hmm. It is what, what, what it is. Lukaku just seemed to gel well with Barella, Lataro Martinez, and so forth. They yeah. just seem to be on the same page. And you have to keep in mind that Conte, Amat, and specifically wanted Lukaku and built the team around him. Lukaku is just coming in here to have to fit. So you're saying that Tuchel, you don't have to try and change and adapt to fit your top goal scorer. And I'm saying to you that Lukaku isn't Benzema or Lewandowski. I hear you. And I don't think that an entire team or system should have to change to suit Lukaku. Now, there should be a bit of a balance and so forth. But as I said again, you're not Lewandowski. If Lewandowski comes, bro, we're changing. We, We are playing everything through because... Right. You've afforded that. Lukaku, you've had only one truly amazing season, and that's it. And that was in Syria, a league in which I could probably, I, I might induct this league very soon <laughs> with how, how, how things are going. Okay. So, your argument, so you just having one amazing season in a league which may actually yeah, be behind two. the Bundesliga right, right now, you have to, if you can't control a ball, trap a ball, pass the ball, turn a man, if you're falling over, I mean, come on. <laughs> so, which is you- I think. I don't know how Lukaku has become the main character of football. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like, yeah. Anyway, but you know what? If I if I if we keep going, we will be here for forty minutes. So, Kepa, Mendy is arguably the best goalkeeper in the world right now, on form. Maybe you might say, you know, Neuer still exists. Buffon is still playing for whatever reason. So there are like legends of the game who are still out here, on form. I don't know who else you would want other than Mendy. It's it's obviously hindsight. It's twenty twenty. Hold up! Don't tell me you said that Mendy should have been in the penalty. Sh- no, 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 no. I, hold on. I'm I'm trying to ask a question, but I'm framing it in a particular way. <laughs> Why not Mendy? Considering the form that he was in in that game, and that he's in in recent memory he has saved a penalty in arguably a bigger match. In no, not even arguably in a bigger match in a in a shootout. No. Kepa can't and, cover his goal. No, and, and and the answer is Kepa is a penalty, is a is is still a better penalty saver than Mendy. You being able to play well during 90 minutes is different from saving a penalty. Penalty is a particular goalkeeping skill that is separate from goalkeeping within regulation. HH, he let in eleven in a row. And then That's bo- not normal. And, then, and then he saved. Wait, how many did he save in the Super Cup? Like two? And then in the other one? With, with, with four. So, so my, my, thing, okay. yeah, HH, my, my my point here would be, if, if if I want to make a point, is there's no such thing as a penalty specialist. Yeah, there is. It's completely 
and utterly random. You can't give me no, pe- no, penalties are a lottery, and then there are experts at it. Like, not, if if Keppa was an expert, he saves one of eleven, but no, no, he no, didn't no, no, because no, no. it's just luck. The, yes, it's, luck. it's no, 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 no. Yes, it's a lottery, but you're making an educated guess. But hundred percent, you can have the situation where you don't save any. No matter what, a penalty will always favor the, the, the kicker. Always. Always. It will always favor the kicker. But you can't just ignore the fact of Kepa has won two penalty shootouts. And before that save that Mendy made, he was... I mean, like, even when you look at the penalties that, that he um, let in, he, he, he came nowhere close. So you can easily see that Kepa is just better at making better educated guesses of a penalty than someone like Mendy is. So, 10 times out of 10, you roll with Kepa, and, it, and mm-hmm. hindsight is twenty twenty. But no. in that position, of course, you roll, you roll with um, um, Kepa to I go, wouldn't. based I on wouldn't. how good he is at pen- penalties. You know, so... I think it's a misnomer. Because check Do you remember check at Chelsea? He was like an expert penalty saver. He saved however many he did in 2012. Then he went to Arsenal, and there was this streak of like he couldn't save one to save his life. It's it, it, did he just lose his brain cells or something? It's it just no. He went through a bad run of form. De Gea was the same. I think he went through a period where he didn't save any penalties. It just was it, it was a thing, but that's not to say he couldn't or he can't. My thing has always been: I want a goalkeeper who can cover the goal when he guesses right. Kepa guesses right. Do you remember Aguero in the last one? He guessed correctly, but his his arm couldn't reach the post, so he got fingertips to it. Aguero's penalty, I think, snuck no. in. It, it might have okay, been somebody else. But my, but my point is, guess, guessing fight. right isn't enough. You need to actually save it. Kepa and has saved penalties that have been bad. Wait, didn't he save two in the Super Cup final, Kepa? I think he saved two. I'd rather have somebody who covers his goal. Whose wingspan I trust, who looks intimidating in the goal. Even the 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 image that the that the camera crew had, where it was like behind the goal, Kepa looks really small inside of the goal for whatever reason compared to the Liverpool keeper. Um, so yeah, it was just if and and again, you've always said this: if you hit the side netting or anywhere close to it, the keeper can't get there. It's physically impossible. You could have anybody, Shaq. With the reflexes of Neuer, he's not going to get there because it's just it's physically impossible. But if it's not in that corner, and there's a chance that somebody can get it, I want the guy who has the six foot four wingspan, not Kepa. No, I for me I say no. All right. No, no. Again, we just have to agree to disagree. For me, I'm like I don't care how big you are. <laughs> I just believe that there are guys who are good at saving penalties and that is a particular skill so who's the best penalty saver you've ever seen i think i think i think is this sergio rico i think there was a guy who plays for a spanish club who this guy was also known as being good at saving penalties and he's like average size but yeah like this is again i think i think it's sergio rico or something there's this guy who played i don't know what it is was it is it Sevilla or bilbao and he was just known as this guy is a damn good penalty saver. Ooh, nice simon no, that? it's not you know, no. Well. no, 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 it's not. So, um, so, so my thing is, and also, look, see, 
even as well, like, you see, I wouldn't say that, look, I'm, when I was in goal, I wouldn't say I was a great penalty guy. But I was horrible during 90 minutes. During regulation, I was horrendous. But in the in the extinguishers, I think I saved like two or three penalties. Because even if I'm a crap keep keeper, just in the concept of a game, in penalties, I just feel like I can make an educated guess as to where I think a guy is going to go. Okay. So it's 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 it's, it's just a thing. Man. But look, look, look his, well, let's put it with his punishment for not saving eleven was that now you got to take one. Yeah, and then and... It's, it's, it's it just landed in the Krypton. So oh, did it? You know, <laughs> what's what's Superman's actual name? Kalel. Kalel. <laughs> he, he caught it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, it's arrived. It's arrived, man. Good um. All right, I have written down quadruple. Is it? It's not reasonable. It's possible, but it's not reasonable for 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 Liverpool. No point. So I can just drop really... drop the FA Cup because you, if you go for the quadruple, you risk losing the Premier League or the, or the Champions League, which is what happened to Manchester City. If Manchester City were less greedy and didn't really go all out for all four, they probably win the, the Champions League. Oh, you can't win all four trophies. It's impossible. You can't. It's 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 too many games. So, yeah, I think you take one of the domestic cups and then you focus priorities elsewhere. Yeah, and Klopp's not shy of doing that. I think we've seen him do that. Yeah, before. He, he did. He did it in the FA Cup and everyone. Yeah, everyone you just play children. Him. So, <laughs> what's uh, who's 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 the best player on the under twelves? Bring bring him in, and you know we'll see. Um, you know just. To, to Liverpool's credit, I guess they took. I don't know. I, I don't know. They were dominant to start the game. Then they weren't, and they just kind of battled through the the, the extra time period. They looked t- more tired than Chelsea. I don't know what their schedule had been like, um, but you know, they got done oh, no, what they no, needed no, to no, get no, done. But they put Chelsea under pressure, though. Like, and that's as a game war on. They, they put Chelsea under a lot of. Pressure. I thought Chelsea and, and got better Luis as the Diaz game went dude, on. Man. That Luis Diaz, that guy's a player, bro. Bro, he he was one that was physically tired. He had the one action where he like I don't know he dribbled himself or he tackled himself basically. Oh, like, yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. like this guy's dead. He's dead tired. So, um, but yeah, he's he looks really really good. And it's weird. It, it goes to your recruiting point. It's just like they fit right in. Jota plug and play. Diaz plug and play. Yeah. But then you get to like oh, Werner. It's like, bro, is this why are you putting the Xbox game into the PlayStation? Like, you know it's not gonna work. Lukaku, why are you putting raisins in the potato salad? Like, that's not gonna work. <laughs> like raisins in potato salad. Oh, you boo. <laughs> well, white people. All right, speaking of City, City had problems with Everton. Um, they left it really late. Phil Foden got a winner at the end. The handball that wasn't. Did you think that was a handball from Rodri? Because to me, it looked blatant handball. Well, no, no, it, it is looked, a handball. So it I hit think... like his elbow pit. I don't know if that's what that's called. Not no, his armpit, but it, hit, it looked like it hit his elbow pit. It's a, no, my thing, though, is was there an offside before? If there's not an offside before, City have stolen that. <laughs> like, that's a handball. It's a handball. Like there's, there's, there's nothing to discuss. There. Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not on here crying for Everton Football Club. Like I remember when they wouldn't sell Chelsea John Stones and 
Ross Barkley and Lukaku, like they made it mad difficult. So you remember money can't buy you stones. Do you remember that when they were singing that? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. half have half hope wasn't in his Chelsea bag back then. I was decreasingly, but I was still in the bag. So yeah, I don't I don't feel any way for Everton. But I mean, if that's not handball, I don't know what is. And some uh uh a Manchester City fan sent me the the logic for it. And it was basically the ball hit his sleeve, and the sleeve is a part of, uh, I don't know, legal territory, I guess, on your arm. Huh? It didn't have the the logic didn't have anything to do with offside. Now maybe that would have been if if they did deem it handball from the contact on the arm, then maybe they go back and look at the offside. But I don't even think they made it to that point. It was just like, nah, it hit his a legal part of his arm. But I don't know how you could. If it hits flesh and you have a short sleeve shirt on, it's a handball. And to, look, bro, I don't know what the, that, that's. That's a handball, bro. The, the, the look on Rodri's face—he <laughs> looked guilty as sin, man. He just—he looked like it. When, whenever a player does a tackle and they immediately put their hands up, like you know, like their like their hands aren't in the cookie jar. It's like, bro, you know, you fouled him. And he he turned around and did like the shaking his finger at the referee like no 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 it's like bro you know exactly what you did because the arm is like in an unnatural position like he knows he's putting his arm out to control and he thinks it's gonna hit my shoulder on like a Balotelli against Norwich goal kind of vibe but it hits his elbow which then was compounded I at least in my opinion by what happened with Lukaku I'm st- I still don't understand how that's offside. Bro, like I tell you, someone needs to explain this whole offside stuff to me. Dude, was it two years ago, three years ago, where VAR came in? And we were like, bro, just make the lines thicker for level is onside. But then I, I think if level is onside and you make the lines thicker, the Van Dyke situation, is he considered onside in a way? And he, then he's not impeding with James from an offside position and the Fabinho goal stands. So that one's a bit sketchy. But I don't – VAR is never the issue, I don't think. It's the people who operate it. And if you give – as I've said, you can give police all the training that you want. They're still police, like, at the end of the day. <laughs> and it's the same with referees. bro. Give them all the training, all the technology you want. Mm. Same thing with referees. I, I, I thought Carl might come on today to talk about United. What's your reading on, on that club? Boy, is it is, is, divided. Is, no, is it is it is it a Ragnick issue? Is it Ronaldo? I don't know. Like maybe See, let me not put words in divided. I said this before. Funny thing, me and Nick's were actually recording a video mm-hmm. about Man United. The day that Ragnick was hired, and I said to Nickstar, "You get Conte now. He maximizes Cristiano for two years, and that gives you two years to try to plot to get Ten Hag or whatever long-term manager or Pochettino or, or whatsoever, because you're stuck with Cristiano. He's here. He's here. Like so, you kind of say you're stuck with him. And Conte is the best kind of a manager to maximize a goal scorer like a Cristiano because." All Christian is giving you is goal scoring. He's not giving you um, dribbling. He's not giving you assists. He's not giving you creativity. He's not giving you any kind of industry or quality throughout the 90 minutes. He's just there to put the ball in the, in the net. And that's it. Nothing more. So you just need to create a, a system that maximizes that. 
but Radic is trying to bring in an overall system that just does not play to Cristiano's strengths as mm. a 37 year old. Like 21 year old Cristiano would be unperfect in Ragnick's system, it'd be amazing. But 37 year old Cristiano, come on, he's too old, like he can't do all this wrong running, man. So, um, I just got the issue with Rashford because he has an MBE, you know, <laughs> member of the British Empire. He has to hope to hope to, to play, and he shouldn't be playing. But if he has an MBE and so forth, they're saying, Ralph, I don't give a damn, he's playing, bro, because he has an MBE, he has to play. So it's like, okay, fine. Is Rashford even a footballer anymore? Um, is, or is, meaning, meaning, like, is, is that secondary to what he feels like he is? Which isn't a problem. If you want to be human rights activist, I'm all I'm totally behind that. Like if if football is just something you do, but it's not who you are, and mm. who you are is really just like, you know, I want to use my position to help as many people as possible, that's great. But you will suffer on the pitch because I think to be great, you need to be maybe not singularly minded, but like your focus needs to be primarily dominated by the idea of being great at this sport. Mm. And if Rashford is split between, I could be great, but let me just use the fame that I have to help. That's, that's cool, but you're not going to maximize your potential. And maybe he's fine with that. I think all of us in our own way, we might not have the footballing ability of Marcus Rashford, but we'd all have talents in some way. If we sold out and devoted ourselves completely and entirely to, I'm gonna make the best of I don't know my dancing, my singing, my uh, my mathematical ability, my writing ability, whatever the case may be, we might end up in a better position. But you do make sacrifices that I'd rather I don't know hang out with my friends or be more sociable to where you don't have the time to devote to what your talent is, or or not as much to where you can maximize it to be as great as you could. And I think maybe that's where Rashford is now. Like, you know, writing books with Carl and, you know, feeding the homeless kids and things like that's fantastic work that needs to be done. It shouldn't be on Rashford. That should be on the government and the people who pay tax to actually feed children, your own constituents. Like, I don't know why it's Marcus Rashford's duty to be doing this. That he's doing it is great. Um, but you will sacrifice in other areas and if it's football it's football oh no i look for me i just think that look what he's doing i think it's 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 great it's amazing i said whatever you're doing out in life to help people means a lot more than fishnets ball at the end of the day this is just a game about trying to get a ball inside a fishnets it's, it's, it's not that it's, it's not that serious bro what is real is oh geez this is a feeding starving kids so that's will always mean 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 more but if we're talking for football, Rashford is trash. <laughs> like he is trash for and like he believes he's like, trash. He I just think he's not as good as he can be. That's not necessarily trash. Like he's not Werner's I pause to call people trash, but Werner's trash. <laughs> Some of the things he did yesterday. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can somebody please tell Timo Werner just dribble in a straight line, bro? If you can. This is the difference between Werner and Rashford is that Rashford is a technically better football player than Werner, but I think they're both as brainless as one another. Oh man. <laughs> because Rashford plays like I'm not sure you actually have a football brain there. So it's like 
what she did makes no sense. Like that's just it's it's I'm sorry, it's stupid, <laughs> you know. So again, I saw that well, quality we're doing, but as a footballer, brother, you play you play like you're brainless. And I know you have ability, but you, ability means nothing if you can't make the right decisions. You know, why do you choose to dribble there? Why do you choose to go straight at him there? Why do you choose to go in like these are just stupid dis- decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, he just shouldn't be playing. But I just think that when you speak to United fans, they're like, bro, he has an MBE, so he's gonna play. <laughs> so. Which I don't, he's 24 though, HH. Like, he's not gonna, that's, he's not that's, any, he's that's, not getting that's, any better, bro. I shouldn't have said though. He's, he's 24, so like, you're. You, you're no longer like a kid at 24 in mm. footballing age. Like once you're 22 is like the end of like, oh, he's only 22 to be making like these foolish mistakes and things, which is where I think Mount Mount might be 22. He's 23. Mount's at that limit. Abdullahi was like, he needs brain. Use brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. That worked, you know, when he was like 21. Now that you're 23, I don't know. You should have, you should have the brain by now. But but they say the brain fully develops when you're 25, so so but so by 25 that's my cutoff for like he's only such and such. Conte, since you brought him up, let's spend four minutes on Conte or maybe less because <laughs> I'm calling it the hokey pokey. Do you have the hokey pokey in England? I've heard the term. It's just a dance. So Conte, they lose to Burnley. I'm not good enough. I gotta go. Then they beat Leeds who Bielsa's gone now. And, you know, my my work is starting to work. I'm starting to see signs that my work is working, essentially. It's like, bro, make, make your mind up. Do you want to be here? When they beat City, it was like, ah, oh, this is good. This is good. We're progressing. You lose to Burnley. I, I It's the end of the world. I need to go. Now they beat Leeds, I think, 4-5-0. Um, Kane and Son are now, they've surpassed Drogba and, and Lampard as the all-time combining goal scoring duo whatever it is um i'm confused by what conte wants outside of respect and money maybe you can help me no i think he was i think he was just frustrated after the whole burnley thing because it just did speak i mean i could have told him that was going to happen before it happened <laughs> yeah i mean you said you, you did say yeah well so so he was like how do we how does this team beat man city or lose to burnley so for me it's like yeah, this makes no sense. Like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense how you can beat Man City in their stadium and then lose to um, Burnley. So that was just him just being emotional, just having <laughs> an emotional reaction to it. You know? <laughs> I knew you win. <laughs> Yo, did 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 Carl Thomas did did he ever break it in 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 the UK? No, you you have that? no idea who I'm talking about, do you? No. Uh, have you never seen it's it's the the music video with Stacy Dash, and there's like no. a black dude who's like singing. <laughs> He's like it's the the song is called Emotional. So if I ever bring up Carl Thomas, I'm just I'm talking about being emotional. There's Emotional by Carl Thomas and then Ralph Tresvant from New Edition. He has sensitivity. Those two are very important. Once you get used to winning, like he did at Inter, you know what? We could probably look this up. So Inter or well, Syria table, nineteen twenty. Inter lost four games total um, in the league, and the season they won the league, they lost three games. So in two years at Inter, he lost seven games total. Wow. 
in Serie A. EPL table. Spurs have lost nine games this season. Four, he's lost two more Whoa. games. How many of them were Conte? How many of them were Espirito? Oh. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> in some investigative research. I forgot about Nuno. Um, so he came November 2nd. Four games. So he's lost four games since November 2nd. So that run is something he'd never experienced ever. I don't mm. even think it got that bad at Chelsea. Definitely not with Italy and definitely not with Juventus. So I can see him being like, again, emotional after that loss. But it's like, bro, you should be able to control yourself a little bit more. Like the, he's, a, he's an emotional guy, man. Because he, he, had, he had the press conference immediately after the game where like it's on the pitch. Then you go and you do the one that's kind of in the dugout. Then you do the one in the press conference. So you do like two at most, one at least, before you get to the actual post-match press conference where there's a bunch of sponsors and you're sitting down in the chair and it's on Zoom now. You, you should be able to calm down a bit, but he was still in his feelings. And then they beat Leeds, and I guess he's okay now. So I still think he wanted to be sacked in that moment, though. I think he was just fed up. <laughs> and if they lose next week to whoever, oh, yeah. they'll want to be sacked again, trust I typed in Serie A table, and I had it written down. This thing is tight. So Napoli 57, Milan 57, Inter 55 with the game in hand. If Inter win their game in hand, they go up a point, and it's 58, 57, 57, but you can't put the points in their hand because they haven't won a game in their last four. Mm. So have you been paying attention to Italian football? You know, look, it's, everything is tight, man. Everything is tight, and I think that... Um... What you're seeing is Syria really it's it's it has dropped a lot in, in quality, man. You know, it's it's been a serious, serious drop in quality. But that's good in a way. How do you mean? Because when Juventus were reaching Champions League finals, it gave the appearance that the Italian league was good. But you it's it's a conflation in the sense that wait, 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 no, no, just just, just you good. Juventus are the, what's good here. Not necessarily the entire no, league. No, no, nobody was saying the Italian league was good when Juve were reaching the finals. They just said, "Oh, Juve are amazing." Yeah, but if, that, like, if, no, but, but I'm saying it's it, it, seven it, times in a row. It, How it can gives the, the appearance of strength to, to the league. What I'm saying is, it gives the appearance of strength to the league. If you look at coefficients and in people's general perception, as I've told you before, people don't watch other leagues. They just watch the Champions League, Champions League final, Champions League semi, and their team. So if the Italian champions reach the Champions League final two times, they must be good. Like the league must be strong. That's 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 all I'm saying. Um, but now that there's more parity, where you have Milan, Napoli, Juve, Inter, Atalanta, um, Roma, somewhere there thereabout, the overall quality of the league might be down to where you don't have a team that's capable of reaching the Champions League final. But it does help the strength of the league, I think. So where you're not having a team win it nine times in a row. You don't want that. So like the, the competition is better, even if the quality is lesser. Yeah, I mean, look, well, well I mean, that if, might be if, if you end up winning it, man, then, you know. <laughs> I want to put it past them. Barcelona. Are they playing the best football in Spain right now? You might, you might say, yeah. Is Obama Yang and Traore? Is this Xavi or 
They've gotten talent. It's Javi. Wow. Okay. Because they wouldn't be playing like this with Kuman because I'm not gonna argue with because you. Obama Yang, you know, he was struggling with Arsenal. Um the baby oil merchants, he's there and everything. <laughs> but I think that you can definitely see a clear difference between how they are playing now and how they're playing under Kuman. Was it was it this game or the last game where Adama Traore made a run from like uh, midfield? I was gonna say half court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching basketball last night, so um yeah, he made a run and like one of the defenders tried to grab him and I was I was looking at his arms and I was like, Can I see any sign that pause this baby oil is effective? <laughs> and I couldn't tell. Like, like maybe it is like in that moment, like a a split second where like a, a center back tries to grab him and he can't. Really, bro, you just want to look good for the pictures. We get it. Okay, you just want to be glistening yeah. in the sunlight <laughs> with your newfound light skin. It's oh, okay. But no, Dembele, I heard had a good game. Uh, Pedri, I heard had a really good game. Um, yeah, and Obama Yang, if he keeps scoring, I think yeah, was wasn't that general consensus that Barcelona need a striker? Is they had especially when they they had Messi, it was kind of like Messi was doing everything. Then obviously Messi left. They bring in Aguero. Aguero unfortunately has the heart issues, so he has to retire. And it's like, where did the goals come from? Are they going to co- come from Braithwaite? Are they going to come from Luke with two U's? Um, can't really rely on those two. So you stumble into Aubameyang, and if he finds form, as we've seen in Germany, as we've seen in England, he can get you a goal a game. That's that's kind of what he does. Like if you play thirty games, he'll get you twenty five ish. You don't. The, no, the, no. the 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 defense was still crap. Those the defense always oh, always yeah. always has always needed help, which is where Araujo co- comes in. So Bro, if they're if it's twenty twenty two and Jordi Alba and PK are playing like over 15, 20 games in a season, like that's not a good sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> They've been around since like 2007, 2010, whatever. Um, Bayern, did you see Sane? I didn't. Why? Well, oh no, he 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 rescued Bayern. They were they were drawing nil nil. I forget the team. Seventy minutes or so, and he got a winning goal. So yeah, just shout out. Just, and, just... and also Dortmund drop points as well. So that's I think it's not eight points clear. I think yeah, just 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 some love for Sane, who by the way is a nightmare on FIFA. Man, oh, people who uh, use Bayern. I, do, do you remember when Bayern were trying to buy Cho, Callum Hudson the Doy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were just okay. Who? <laughs> like, give us Nabry, give us Sane, give us Hudson the Doy, Alfonso Davies. Like, who are the fast black people that we can <laughs> buy right now? <laughs> they went to Vancouver. They went to Chelsea. They got to do from I forget where the Gnabry was. Um, he wasn't at Arsenal. Maybe, was he or was he? A, he got loaned to West Brom or something. Who are the fast dudes? Who the fast black dudes? We need some PMP in the team. So you know, playing them off fever is, is, is a nightmare. And then if Lewandowski gets a chance, it's a goal. Last thing before we get to, uh, you know, that topic. How much? And maybe this answer is just one number. Sorry. Maybe this answer is just one number. How much? We gave the number last week. 
but I want an actual number. How much is Mbappe worth to PSG? Did you see the assist? Um, you must have seen the assist that was on the on the internet against Saint Etienne, like outside of the boot, Travella, like Modric's no, look, I mean, Caresma type. That's why they want to offer like crazy more. Like Mbappe is. That's what I'm asking. How much I mean, is he worth? He's he's scary, man. Mbappe is scary, bro. Like this guy's because because this, this guy was on the map at seven. Because I thought he's going to slow down, but look at the way he was doing at seventeen in the Champions League at seventeen. Mm. And then what he did at a World Cup at 9-19. Shit is scary, man. <laughs> like, to PSG, he's worth something different. R- Madrid will always be able to capture whoever the next best talent mm. is. Barcelona, if they get things together, they'll always be able to attract. The Premier League, because of its money and prestige or whatever, it'll always be able to attract. Juventus, perhaps. Bayern, perhaps. PSG's in this weird territory where, like, if we have one of the best or the best player in the world, how often are we going to get them in their prime? You can get Zlatan when he's in his 30s. You can get Messi if some messy things happen. You have to pay Messi. Messi, I didn't mean to say it that way, but, you know, with Barcelona. You can get Neymar if you pay literally world record fees of 222 million euros in 2016 or 17, which in 2022 would probably be like 350 or whatever it is. You have Mbappe. So how much is he worth to you? It must be astronomical. The value that having a French superstar in the French capital to be the best player in the world, already won a World Cup, you know, the face of, you know, he's on the cover of FIFA, Jordan Brand probably, he must be, I couldn't imagine, and I'm not smart enough economically to figure it out, if Mbappe signed like a five-year contract extension with them, how much money that would bring the club in sponsorships and prize money and whatever else. It's got to be crazy. He's invaluable, bro. It's like he's he's he literally is invaluable to, to them. Hence why they want to do everything to try and keep him because they know how much value the guy brings. Do you know how the Brazilian Brazil wouldn't let Pele leave Brazil? They declared him a national treasure to where he couldn't leave Santos, even if he if he wanted to go to Milan or Juventus or any club in Europe, they wouldn't let him leave. He was declared literally a national treasure. <laughs> Actually, no, that's a, so he had to stay. Pele was probably the first. So who was before? Who was the first sports global superstar? Pele or Muhammad Ali? That's an interesting question. Pele. 58? Because, because, because Rumble in the Jungle was in the mid-70s. And, I, think, I think Cassius and, Clay and the won the title in 1960. So, 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 so by the time you had the 1970 World Cup, Pele was already huge. So it was probably Pele. So. Yeah. So yeah he was probably, yeah. He, he, was, he is the he first has to be. sports global superstar. Yeah. My, the, but the larger point is, if PSG could declare Mbappe... Or if France could declare Mbappe a national treasure to where he had to stay at PSG and he couldn't leave, could you imagine? <laughs> no, 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 that's not. No, that's... <laughs> Look, but Brazil have set a precedent. I wonder if France would, would, no, but, would try. But, to but, say but, but that's like back in the fifties and when you can do this, you, you yeah, can't do it. It wouldn't go over well. It wouldn't go over. Speaking of not going over well, <laughs> that's a messy. <laughs> that's a messy transition. 
Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Um, wow. We'll get into the political aspect in the extra. Let's just talk about the football aspect for right now. So Russian teams today, it has been announced by BBC, etc. Sky, I've seen it everywhere, that Russian teams are going to be banned from Europe, whether in the Champions League or the Europa League, until further notice. The Russian national team won't be able to compete in the 2002-2022 sorry, World Cup, and their women's team won't be able to compete in the women's Euros um, that I believe are this summer. That's basically the gist of it that Russia's banned from all international competitions until further notice. Um, and their domestic teams are also banned from European competition. So, Oh, shit. It's gotten real. At least in a footballing context, it's been real for a while in the political. But, yeah, it's not good for those Russian teams. Do you think... And, and... Let's let's not discount this this part either, which I almost forgot about. The destabilization of Ukraine has a knock-on effect of you know we're, we're all familiar with you know Shakhtar Donetsk and how how they bring Brazilian players in and oh, yeah. just the, the the Ukrainian league at large is obviously going to be disrupted by this as well. So we have two countries of reputable footballing standard that are now irreparably damaged, perhaps by. Um, this geopolitical machination, if you want to put it that way. So, yeah, do you think it's fair on the players, both domestically and internationally, that they're being affected by the decisions of politicians, and that and that football doesn't necessarily have a place in this to apply pressure politically? So I use this. This, this is my example. Mm-hmm. That I use is. There's a there's a there's a, there's a thief among a group of friends, close friends. Thief, thief, and then this thief has always stolen something. So I'm like, who's the, the thief? They don't like no one knows because the thief isn't saying anything, mm. and the other friends are innocent. So they're like, oh no, we didn't do it, and the thief is lying, lying by saying he didn't do it. So then I then say, you know what? I'm going to punish all of you people until the thief is revealed. And the guys went and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't do anything. Well, because this thief is your friend and, and, and so forth, you're going to have to suffer. Now, what that happens is that people who are innocent yeah. now start putting pressure onto one another. And eventually, if the thief sort of has any kind of a conscience, like, I can't allow my good friends to suffer and have their lives ruined by what I've done. So then mm-hmm. the thief eventually, because of the pressure and the guilt of seeing his friends suffer, Owns up, so it comes down to this whole Russia thing. It is it is unfair that these players um, are having to do this. Like Smolov came out and actually on his Instagram said that's no to war and everything. And Smolov is plays for the Russian national team. But you have to understand that one element is the tactic that really Europe is not only what Europe is using is we're gonna make it so uncomfortable for anything Russian, Putin is going to say to himself that, is this worth it? Now, I think Putin will say, it is worth it. But that's what they're trying to do is that we're going to just make it so uncomfortable for you. Everything, I'm keeping on football, so everything football related going to make it fully uncomfortable. So even if these guys want to play, they can, they can play on, I think it's called RUF or something, but you can't have the Russian 
flag and stuff, the national anthem played on so so forth. That is it worth it? Mm. But then another element is you have to understand that what we're seeing is this is Europe versus Russia. That's what it is. It's like Nigeria not concerned, Brazil not con- con- concerned. Like we could we are concerned as a knock-on effect, but this is primarily beef between Europe and Russia. FIFA is not an international organization. It's a well, European it organization posing as an international organization. Uh, okay. Europe, <laughs> like, like UEFA is already European. FIFA is you like it's not the World Cup. It's the European World Cup. Look at how many Europe teams that there, there, there are. Like yeah, it's like Europe invites the All Stars. Yeah, like Europe just invites all of them and just says, "Oh, it's a World Cup," but really, it's Europe. It's, it's you have like two billion Europe, European teams there. And when last was there a non-European um, president? Nineteen. So, then so, the nineties. So, so, so if you mess with a, a an entity that we view as European, which is Ukraine, yeah, that means that we're not going to stop you from involve yourself with anything European because you've invaded a territory that we, we view as European. So all this stuff, it makes sense. <laughs> like, there's nothing that's shocking or surprising here, you know? So, like, you, people look at things ideally instead of rea- realistically. Ideally, is like, well, Buffy, for your international organization, there are rules and so forth because by by law, if Poland don't show up, Russia could, should get a 3-0 win uh-huh. by law. Uh-huh. So if you don't show up, Russia have done anything on the but this is one of those things that where are you on the right side? The ball is rolling, the hashtags are rolling, blah 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 blah. FIFA people have questions about you with Qatar and, and so forth. If I was a PR advisor at FIFA, F the rules. As your PR advisor, you have to throw out Russia. I will leave my points for the extra because I want to respect your time. So this has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm at Daniel to look. Have hope. Where can people get you? Footballhot.com. Indeed. Check us out on Patreon where you can hear the, the rest of this where we're, we'll, we'll jump more into the to the political aspect of it. So there we go. Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.